So, welcome to the Bennett and Nicholas podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Hello, I am the Nicholas part of this podcast. I am the older brother. And I am the other 50% of this podcast, Bennett. The younger brother. Younger brother. I am I am 18 years old, though. I am 21. Your legal drinking age. Yes. How's it feel? I'm taking advantage. <laughs> oh, yes, as you should. What's, what's your favorite drink? Uh, I mean, I don't drink that much. It's not that like... Yeah, are you an alcoholic? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I wanted I wanted to ask you about a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are you familiar? Uh, you, so you know Roger Deakins, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, do you know about the Team Deakins podcast? Uh, I I haven't heard about the specific podcast. I'm not. It's funny. I'm not very into podcasts yet. I'm about to yeah. do one. Yeah, right. Yeah, you should start listening to some podcasts. They're they're pretty cool. I'm not really a big podcast person. I've never really sat down listened to more than like one, and mm-hmm. definitely not a series of them. But you, gotta, I, you just got to find a, a, a good one to get a hold of and just kind of go with it, you know? Yeah. But I, I definitely would like listening to certain film co- podcasts. I know that there's this one that a few like film critics that I follow online mm-hmm. listen to. It's called the the King Cast, and it's all about like Stephen King movies that really? have been like, adapted or Stephen King books that have been adapted into movies or series or whatever. That's pretty cool. Um, and they've had like all kinds of like, I think Taika, Taika Watiti was on the, the podcast at one point. Really? Uh, Dude, Kamal, he's good. He's uh, going Nan and Johnny was on Kamal there. Nan and Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was on there at some point. I think some other people. I don't think the the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen King was on there yet. Yeah, probably not. He, no. He's pretty busy. Yeah, he but um, the reason why I bring it up. Um, uh, so there's this podcast. So, the Deacons so, one. It's called Team Deacons. Roger mm. Deacons put out, started making a podcast. Oh, yes. It's I him, definitely heard yeah, about it's this. It's Roger guy. Deacons and like his assistant or something like that. And good Lord... If it is not ASMR to the max, it's like, I'll do an imitation of it real quick. It's like, hey guys, welcome to the Team Deacons podcast, where we'll be talking to Roger Deacons. We'll have, hold let me turn up a little bit more. Hey guys, welcome to the Team Deacons podcast. We will have host Roger Deacons talking alongside me, Megan, whatever. And is that old ears? Maybe he's sensitive. I don't know, but like, it goes like this, and like, you could literally fall asleep. It sounds like the most boring thing ever. Even though it's like a legend and he's talking about all this stuff. It's like super boring. Anyhow. Um, yeah, it's Team Deacon's podcast. Dude, I don't I don't know, man. Like I tried getting into it, but it's like it's like super some interesting film news uh, I'm sure you've really? heard of. Um, have you heard about the new Spike Lee movie? The Spike dude, Lee joint. Oh my god. That, oh my god. The Five man. Bloods. Dude, dude, I, am I am so, so I'm so excited. The thing is, because of everything going on, it's been hard to be excited about any new movie news recently. Right. Like exactly. while there's been plenty of released. Well, there's been plenty of like really cool news and some new pictures that have come mm-hmm. from Denis Villeneuve's uh, Dune, which mm-hmm. I'm very excited for. The cast Denis is Denis Villeneuve or whatever yeah, his name is. Villeneuve, yeah. Um, Because, I mean, it has uh, Timothy Chalamet, it Mm -hmm. has Oscar Isaac, it has uh, Josh Brolin, it has a lot of people, you know, big names in it. Oh, it's Um, supposed to be... And and he's an incredible director. Oh, yeah, dude, he's great. After 2049, I cannot wait to see what he does next. Exactly, Um, right. But, so, like, well, we haven't had that much film news come out recently of new things that are coming out. I I know where you're going. Dude, Scarface. Well, I I heard about that too, but no, I was going to talk a bit more about The Five Bloods first. Dude, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, because it's, did you see the runtime on that? It's a two and a half hour runtime. Really? Yes. No, 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 I I watched the trailer. I've seen the trailer mm -hmm. a good like three times. Because I, 
I watched the Spike Lee Masterclass and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so like now I'm like super into Spike Lee movies. Oh, yeah, and and I, like part of me, even though I'm not a filmmaker myself, I would yeah. have loved. I'd really like to watch those kind of like videos as well, just about because I mean I love the process. I, I love everything about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, all the art that goes into every you know little piece of it. But with Defy Bloods, I'm very excited for it for a few reasons. One, it's, it's Spike Lee, and okay, he just makes tons of great he's things. Super creative. Yeah. This is a, a longer movie of his, which I'm excited for. Not not his longest. I think uh, Malcolm X is like Malcolm one X of his is three hours is man. one of his longest. But I think he oh, may yeah. have like a documentary that's even longer. I'm not Maybe. sure. I don't know. Malcolm X is like an epic. Yeah, ever. it's it's definitely an epic. But um, it has Chadwick Boseman in it, yeah. which I'm excited to see him in more more stuff. Because um, he's a he's a good actor, you know he he was really good in uh, in forty two the movie about Jackie Robinson, right? Um, he's black uh, in, in Black Klansman. He was great, uh, but I'm really. Uh, Chadwick Boseman was in Black Klansman. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, black, Clan, Dave, black Panther. Panther yeah. Black Panther. John David Washington. There is John Dude, David speaking Washington. of John David Washington, Tenet. <laughs> Dude, oh man. Dude, I I love me some Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Dude, I'm so excited. Well, Tenet is going to be very interesting because. I mean, obviously, the movie itself is going to be, you know, it's going to be great. It, we just know it is. It's going to be mind-boggling. Robert yeah. Pattinson has been very funny to listen to on his commentary on it. He's just chaos. Oh, dude. Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson does like not know what's cool. going. He does not know what's going on. Yeah. He, he's just chaotic energy, and we love to see it. Oh, exactly. Um, so, real but quick. but Tenet, it will be very interesting though to see with this summer because mm-hmm. um, it'll pretty much decide whether or not movie theaters will like wait until. Christmas, or if they'll be like, well, I guess we're back open again. No, I mean, because Premiere is opening up Friday. I for but for the most part, like Premiere's, you yeah. know, it's a family-owned place. But like yeah. major theaters, like there's basically two scenarios going around right now. Mm-hmm. One where Tenet flops, which like wouldn't flop because of Christopher Nolan like making yeah, it's a bad just movie. No one could be able to. Well, go yeah, either to people the theaters, not yeah. feeling comfortable going to theaters or just not enough theaters open, that kind Man, of thing. Man, honestly, it's just at, at this point, it's um, at this point, I, I honestly, I would tell Christopher Nolan, do not release this movie until movie theaters are open well, again. It's Warner because, Brothers that's pushing it. It's yeah, them. see, that's, see, what's good about indie, about, about independent filmmakers you can release your movie when you want. You know, you can if you unless you sell it to a distribution company. Well, A twenty four is definitely one of those that's like pushing back. Like they had a movie that I was excited to see, uh, First Cow, which was supposed to be really oh, yeah. good, but they were like, "Hey, we're waiting for a theatrical release for that." Yeah, because if they try to release it like like during all this, that movie will never get seen. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's cool, you know, but it's like it's, very. The reviews have been very good. The director probably uh, very Kevin, off the beaten path yeah. for a lot of yeah. people that want to watch movies. The, you know? the director I've been very interested in. Uh, I wanted to do a dive into her movies. It's Kelly Reichardt. Um, I've heard, I've heard but of the movie is supposed to be like just it's love. It's supposed oh. to be lovely, and I'm yeah. I cannot wait for it. Anyways, real mm. quick. Um, so, um, personally, I know you're not the biggest fan of Luca Guadagnino. Well, um, I, I've had, I still trust him, even though I didn't, even though you didn't, lo- like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love it. I think he had de- definitely a vision, but I think he made it a bit too dark to where people like it, it kind of dampened his own vision, I, yeah, I think, I uh, but I still absolutely adore, uh, call me by your name. Oh, and call me by your name is amazing. By that, yeah. with that one alone, I still trust him on making the next movie and it's interesting with the the Scarface remake because yeah. I actually think that the original Scarface 
is a bit is, overrated. Honestly, that's like, kind of the. I, I honestly, I mean, I haven't seen the original Scarface, but I've seen little clips of it. So I was like, uh, it's just like some movies, like it's like um, it's like with a gunfight at the OK Corral. Like we hear like, oh my god, it's gonna be, it's a classic movie. But it, we watch it, it's like, uh, well, I mean, we haven't, you haven't seen it, have you? Yeah, dude, we all watched it, and we were, and we realized, because that was like, hey, we need to watch this Wait, movie. No, I thought that was a different one. Nah, dude, that was Gunfight at the OK was Corral. That no, no, that was something else. No, that was Gunfight at the OK Corral. I'm we good. also all saw Tombstone together. Uh, Tombstone, I thought was overrated as well. Yeah. Tombstone, yeah, Tombstone like, like, is, is like is like good is like a good movie for like regular audience. But to me, th- those are movies that are a bit dated. Oh, yeah. uh, not, Scarface, not at like. Not as bad, but I think with both those movies, you can tell they're movies from that time period. And yeah, they certainly have absolutely. really interesting elements in them. I mean, with Tombstone, it's got Kurt Russell being very, very, you know, very Kurt Russell. He's oh, got yeah, the absolutely. giant mustache. He's got the, it's like, he's, he's doing the best. He's got the handlebar. He's do, yeah, I know. He's doing everything Kurt Russell mm-hmm. does. And we like to see it. Um, with, yeah, uh, with you know, Scarface, Al Pacino's very over the top. What we he's love to see Al with Pacino. him. Um, it's got some, but it's got some stuff that's a bit cringy, but it's also got, you know, really cool elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really interested in seeing where the new Scarface goes. And absolutely. And the thing is, I'm not ever like just strongly for remakes or just strongly against them. Depends on who's making it. Right. Luca Guadagnino, even though I didn't really care for Suspiria, his remake of Suspiria that yeah. much, I'm still one very interested to see. I'd like, I like to say thing about Luca Guadagnino real quick. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is like, so he made Call Me By Your Name. He mm-hmm. got a ton of success. A lot of people started to know his name because like, man, because it was just so good. And it was kind of groundbreaking as yeah. well, you know, because this was like, see, now now you can make any movie about anyone who's gay and everything. And it's and it's totally acceptable. This movie was made in 2017. Still acceptable then, but wasn't but wasn't as acceptable as it is now. Think back to 2010. You know, you couldn't make that kind of thing even no, then. No, you know? I mean, it's well, just—it's just even thing is like it came out at a time where people were not making big, uh, like wide-released movies well, yeah, that I think had main characters. Yeah, I think that, that's that really the, the key word there: wide release. Because honestly, exactly. I mean, indie movies have been doing still, it for a while. You but. know, there's plenty of his movie is an indie movie. It wasn't like it had a bigger production. Uh, then, a then a lot bunch of people of got to see it. it went but to a lot of but the, it had really good distribution, which a lot of uh, movies uh, that have to deal that deal with the LGBTQ community don't really get that big exactly mis- right uh, distribution. I mean, Moonlight, even though it won Best Picture, and then the people that ev- pretty much everyone that saw it was like, "Wow, this is really incredible! Something else, something that will stand out." Eight twenty four. Yeah, it didn't get a great distribution though. Uh, I mean, eight twenty four. A twenty four does what it can, but yeah. it was still on the rise. I mean, that was A twenty four's first best picture. But, I mean, I think yeah. with Luca yeah, Guadagnino, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's that he made that everyone really liked it, and then after that, he um after that he made his spirit. Everyone was like really excited for spirit, and after it came out, everyone was like, eh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. I, it, it, it's like it's it's see, I I loved the new like Suspiria. I thought it was really cool, but it's just now. Now that um he's made that, it's like, like if you so like as a director, your first movie if you, it's if it's really good, people are gonna like it. Your second movie really good, people are gonna like it. Third movie it's really good, they're gonna like it. At that point, once you've made like two or three movies that are all really good, people will trust that filmmaker and go see whatever they make because they know their first movies are good. However, 
M. M. Night Shalamalamalam. His first couple movies were like really good, and then he's gone really downhill. But people will still see his movies sometimes. Well, his movies always like contain an element. Even even the movies that are like truly they're they're bad. Like the happening. Um, uh, the which one? Have you seen the happening? Oh, no, I've not. Oh, dude. are you are are you planning on murdering me in my sleep? Oh. What? No. Of course not. Oh, yeah, no. Even Dude, it's not. It's not. It's not the, a good. The Mark thing Wahlberg. with his, <laughs> the thing with his movies, with M Night Shyamalan's movies, is that even when they're bad, they always contain an element that that gets people excited. Yeah, and, and you got to give he, him credit for that. He's the twisty man. Yeah, he, he, I mean, and he's really good at doing those. He, and he so you got to give him credit for that, even though, like, I'm not. Like I mean, we watched his movie *The Visit*, and we we liked oh, dude, it well the enough. Visit. Oh, it's it's like a really fun movie. That's a fun movie. We also think it's a bit stupid, but I like, mean, yeah. But it has that thing that makes people want to watch it. So exactly. honestly, more power to him. He's making what he likes to make. Oh, I I am glad that he still gets to make movies. I don't think yeah. he's like super pretentious or anything, because he seems no. like he's probably he probably was a little pretentious early in his career. But then once he went downhill, he's probably like it's probably a good reality check. Uh, all, all this to say. Yeah. All this tying into Luca Guadagnino, mm. um, I really hope people do not give up on him just because they didn't like Suspiria. Well, because, because yeah. personally, I love Suspiria. I love Coen by Your Name, and I am super excited to see that. Also, the Coen brothers are writing it. Oh yeah, no, this is. Uh, there's a lot of things that are lining up in the exact right way for this exactly. this remake. This is, a, this to, is a match made in heaven. Yeah, no, it's well, a lot everything's things. lining up right in the universe. Yeah, it, I'm I'm excited, but my my general attitude towards when directors that I like then make a movie that I maybe didn't like so much or just not as much as I would like uh, like to have liked it. Um, so like Luca Guadagnino's Suspiria, we've yep. already said that I didn't care for it as much. Um, I really like the original one. I watched the original after watching the remake, and mm-hmm. the I was like, "Wow, I absolutely." I have love not it. seen the original. I heard the, it's like really vibrant. And stuff. It, it is. It, it's a very unique style for that director. I think his uh, name. I'm probably gonna mispronounce it, but it's Dario Argentino. I think. Um, Dario mis- Argentino. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. That's a name. Um, but other directors that I've also like liked their first movie, but I didn't care for their second one as much. Um, uh, Analili Amapur, uh, the Persian director who did uh, Girl did Walks Home Alone at Night. Girl yeah. Walks Home Alone Night, which I absolutely love, has one of my favorite shots in oh, it. Dude, it's amazing. And then I the the follow up, uh, the Bad Batch, which had definitely like a very interesting cast. Um, Jason Momoa was in it. Yeah, uh, is the Keanu exact Reeves. Same, it's the exact same situation. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey was in it for a little bit. Uh, Jim? Yeah, Jim Carrey. Kind of off yeah. the face of the planet for a couple of years. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, it has a good cast and it has a lot of the elements that you can tell it's her movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't work. It didn't have the same kick uh, that Girl Walks Home Light Night had. But even though, you know, made one that wasn't as good, it wasn't bad by means, just wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, I still have trust in her as a director. And the same mm-hmm. thing with Luca Guadagnino, even though I didn't really care for Suspiria. It, once you make one thing that is good, I believe you have the ability you have, to make a, exactly. You can make other good things. Um, you're gonna have hits and misses. Everyone mm-hmm. does. Now, if you make a bunch of bad stuff, then like Francis Ford Coppola hasn't made a good thing in a while, dude. Honestly, and like, he, and I, he's I, making I, a new movie, and I'm 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 like crossing my fingers. I'm hoping, right? But dude, I'm, I mean, honestly, I've been like super, like, what's the word? Like stressed and anxious about about having the same fate as Rob Reiner and Francis Ford Coppola. Rob Reiner made some great movies in the 80s and 90s. He did Stand know? By Me. Right? Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. that. He did Misery. He did oh, a bunch yes, of stuff. Yes. He did. I think he did A Few Good Men. 
Like he's done like a real, a lot of really mm-hmm. good stuff. He hasn't made a movie that has been watched or widely distributed in 20 years. Same thing with Francis Ford Coppola. He did The Godfather 1, 2, The Conversation, Apocalypse Now. Everything after Apocalypse Now, though, was never up to the same standard. Yeah. Now, he is making, he is making uh, an epic uh, that I think, it's not called Metropolis, but it, it's something that has a yeah. similar name. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it because I think he's writing and he's directing. Dude, it could, I, be, I would it love, could be cool. With I, him, I, would, I would love to see him make a comeback. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, you know, he, I, I still hold out hope and I know he can make that, that kind of a great movie. That any director that has made something good before can make something else. That's good. So, I believe that they can do it. Yeah. Did this, did this help at all? No, I didn't. No. I was trying to see if I could make it sound better. Um, anyways, though, um, I think that about does it for this, uh, for this, uh, first, uh, episode of the, the, what do we call it? The, the Ben and Nicholas. The Ben and Nicholas, uh, the Ben and Nicholas podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for listening to it. If you did, um, I may, would you be okay if I were to upload this on the SoundCloud and, and, and like, as like a test? Sure. And yeah. call it like tangent or whatever. Yeah. This is a the bit ben of an experimental. Podcast. This is a bit of an experimental one. We had no real structure going in. Yeah. We just kind of talked, and I think it was a good conversation. Cool. How yeah. long did we go for? We went for almost twenty minutes. Yeah, that's, that's not, pretty. I cool. mean, that's a good little little taste. Yeah, right. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but no, and then whenever we actually get going, I'll have the arms, and we can just like because because my arms getting tired of holding it, but mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Nicholas, thank you for being on the Nick and the Nicholas and Bennett podcast. I like being on the podcast with my name on it. it yeah, nice. you're fifty percent of the podcast. <laughs> it's been a it's been a joy. It's been a joy. Anyways, that's Nicholas one fifty percent fifty percent of the podcast. <laughs> my name is Bennett. I'm the other fifty percent of the podcast. You all have a nice night. Uh, what was what's our closing words going to uh, catchphrase? Au revoir. <laughs> au revoir, Shoshana.